0: Welcome to the Humane Roundup podcast, where we share all the exciting stories about animal cruelty investigations, dangerous animals and amazing rescues. Find out what goes on inside of animal shelters and all the current trends in the animal welfare industry. Now, here is your host, Daniel Edinger. What up, what up? It's bonus week, Animal Protection Officer Appreciation Week. Today we have Marnie Shear with Aurora Animal Protection. How's it going?
1: Great. Good morning.
0: Thanks for taking the time out to join us. We know this week is just a, you know, it's a very important week and we want to make sure that we take the time to really address the opportunities that that we have to thank each other. So thank you for being in this industry. Thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Absolutely, and thank you to you as well, and all of your listeners.
0: And we got a shout out to a- a- HO humane officer Bishop who can't join us today. She's uh, busy at work, but she's always ah, on our mind when uh, when we're recording. So shout out to Bishop. Awesome. In the, in the work truck. All right. So we have to start like we did every episode this week with if you could choose one or what is your choice would it be catch pole, snappy snare or the lariat rope
1: oh, i don't have as much experience with the lariat rope i'd like to learn i'll say that um i guess i would have to say as far as useful tool the the catch pole is probably the most useful but i do love the snappy snare there's nothing better than you know just that quick dogs running past you and snag you got it. i mean you know? i would
0: argue that the lariat rope is more exciting than the snappy snare but that's just my preference right
1: no i agree in <laughs> fact when when we uh just recently worked together uh on on a um a loose dog and you got it with the with the lariat it was awesome it was absolutely awesome i just don't know i haven't been trained on how to use it yet but i think i uh, after that experience i'd love to
0: you know, I don't know how, like, thank you for saying that. It's fun to Mm -hmm. do. And I'm glad that we could, uh, I'm glad that we could work together, collab on that dog, Mm -hmm. uh, situation on the border of Denver and Aurora. That was really cool. Um, and it's, it's tough. Like there's no formal training, truthfully for the Lariat rope. You just have to mess around with it and get a feel for how, how it works. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was fun. That was good, good times with your department too. And, you know, um, it looks like catch kind of won the week, which I'm surprised with because I rarely use a catch pole. Um, but, but I it, think
1: it's, it's the fact that, that that's what everybody's got. Yeah, you know, some agencies don't yeah. have snappy snares. Or ropes. On, or yeah. ropes, yeah.
0: That's a great point. That is a great point. Uh, this question would be from Officer Bishop. Uh, do mm-hmm. you wear a bulletproof vest? Yes. Good. Does everyone on your team wear a vest? Yes. Sweet. Okay. Cool. I, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. She she definitely wanted to know the answers of that this week, and I think it was like half and half with all the guests that we had. So. Yeah. Cool. So, how long have you been in the industry?
1: I've been in the industry over thirteen years, oh. um, it, in animal uh, con, or, or as an animal protection officer, and twenty five years as an animal health technician. So, animals have been my my. Um, career
0: and i hear an animal in the background playing with a squeaky toy
1: you know what she does that every time (laughs) i'm busy doing something and i have to run out of the room and she follows me
0: no it's fine our (laughs) listeners get it right so talk to me about that you you're basically saying you've had 25 years in animal health and then Mm -hmm. an additional 13 years in the field
1: um consecutive that would have made me like 80 (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't, I don't
0: know how to do math our listeners don't probably don't know how to do math either so yeah. like, whatever it's time is time um okay so you've worked have you worked in aurora the entire time
1: no or, i've only okay. been in aurora for a, a little over four years i'm from southern california
0: okay all right cool.
1: so um i'm a licensed veterinary technician in the state of california and um that's kind of how i got into animal services was working at an after-hours emergency facility located next to the shelter. And one day, one of the officers came in and said, you know, we're looking for a um, reserve officer. Is anyone interested? And I was oh, wow. like, oh, that'd be cool. And I went on a ride-along, and I just fell in love with it and um, got the position, and within a year, I was working full-time. <clears throat>
0: super cool. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So in your experience kind of have you seen a lot of change in our profession
1: yeah i mean even in aurora itself it's been fantastic um just over the past 4 years that i've been here
0: i would imagine you know i've i live in aurora and oh, okay. i also have worked you know worked uh, next to aurora for several several years and I don't know if you still have some of the old pickup trucks that have like the open back with the weird kennels, but
1: I'd, always see, no. ar- I, I'd first,
0: always see that those driving. <laughs> that was the first I'd
1: change. Man, the first change. I'd see those things driving
0: around in the wintertime and like, it, or even the summertime. Like they're just exposed yeah. kennels. And I know some of our listeners in Texas can relate because I've seen some of their trucks. And uh, it's just, uh, actually, one of our guests early on in the week, talked about their truck, which was like a 1980. It's literally a 1981 pickup truck. And they just posted some photos on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, if we want to change the image of our profession, we have to look and be presentable. Right. And so having a truck that just looks like the old dog catcher movies, man, it's rough.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I, I got here to Aurora, I I think it was within months that they um, decommissioned their last one that was like that. And then, um, we have two vans, two swabs, and then three pickup trucks with, um, you know, uh, the, the, it's sort of like a swab on the back attached to it. So all of them are, are enclosed and have, you know, ventilation and heat and air conditioning.
0: Awesome. Awesome Let's talk about a case, good or bad or indifferent that you can share with the listeners, you know, that kind of sits with you that you've kind of, you know, something that you've experienced throughout your career?
1: I think the ones that sit with me personally are the ones that it's my memory that serves me really well that I'm able to get an investigation going. I've had a couple of cases where I've had a first encounter with some animals and I remember that and then something else happens where nobody else would have known. That there was a connection between the two and then that happens and you know you you get through the case and justice is served for everybody that's amazing
0: can you expand on that a little bit
1: yeah we i had a case where um i had assisted an officer on um these uh, i think it was five dogs that were running at large out on havana and six which is a very busy intersection and so I went out to help him um, pick up the dogs and nobody was home. So, um, and one of the dogs was extremely aggressive and we had to have the police come out because we had to enter the property to get the dog back in the, one of the dogs back into the yard. So um, we were able to secure the dogs and then we, you know, contacted the owners later and and hashed that out. But um, probably about a year and a half, two years later, we got a call for a gentleman that was viciously attacked by three dogs on a public walkway, I don't know if you're familiar with six in Havana, but there's like a oh, public yeah. sidewalk. And then there's like this alleyway type um, area behind the houses uh, for people to go down. And the dogs were, were running at large or actually came out. The gentleman was walking and these three dogs just came out and one, the first one came out and he was like, whoa, 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 you know, hold on puppy, you know? And then he was kind of aggressive. He was backing off. Second one came and then the third one just jumped him. <clears throat> and while he was being attacked, physically attacked by all three, somebody was driving um, on westbound on Six. saw what happened, knew how to use that alleyway, and drove up. And the guy literally climbed into her, her car bleeding. And oh. so she called 911. By the time our officers responded, the, he had already been tr- um, taken by ambulance to the hospital, and nobody knew where the dogs were. And so um, the next day I picked up uh, uh, the case because the other officers went to their days off. And based on the location and the description of the dogs, I was certain it was those dogs. And um, it, we took about, it took about 10 days before you know, we were patrolling the area, looking to see if they still live there. And um, I eventually went to the house and spoke to somebody that was sitting out front and asked him, Oh, did you, do you have a dog? How long have you lived here? he said, oh, I, I used to have a dog, but I don't anymore. And while we were conversing, all three of those dogs came to the window and started barking at me. And I was like, uh, what about those? <laughs> and he's like, How oh, those are my that? roommate's dogs. And so, yeah, it was just like, boom, all right, we got him. And this, this man was literally, you know, torn apart by these dogs. And for 10 days, didn't know whether or not he was ever going to find out, you know, if these dogs had current rabies shot, if they were healthy, if he was at risk of, you know, getting rabies. Um, So, yeah, it's it's cases like that. It's uh, that's that's what's really exciting and fulfilling Great
0: work. Yeah. Yeah. And you you think about it in some of these larger agencies and, and, you know, Aurora is kind of in the middle. Uh, Yeah, I think that's why it's so important to have assigned districts where you have a familiarity with your community, because if you when I started this industry or this job, I should say uh, we this is 10 plus years ago. We would rotate mm-hmm. a district every day, right so I'd be one one side of town on Monday and then on Tuesday the opposite side of town and then some of the senior officers didn't want to move so then you'd be in a different area you know on the other side of town mm-hmm. they want to stay in certain areas and then you don't have that you don't you just don't have that familiarity or that like you said that memory retention yeah. of like of of who your people are and what happened. We actually just had a case recently where one of our officers recognized a potential dog to, um, to an owner in an area because of that, that same thing. Like they're yeah. like, well, that sounds familiar. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to check into that. And sure enough, it, it made a connection. So good stuff there. Yeah. So, I think
1: another thing that's, that, that is important with those kinds of cases is getting pictures. That, that's oh, one of your mm-hmm. best forms of evidence because it may seem mundane at the time, but, once you have that, and then something comes up in that area again, you're like, oh, yeah, that case, you can look up the address, and then you've got, you've got your, the, a picture of that animal, and you're like, ah, there we go, and make that connection.
0: 100%. So let's move into our shout-outs and our thanks to, to some of our, our coworkers and things. Do you have anyone specific mm-hmm. you'd like to shout-out this week? You know
1: what? I'd, I'd like to say my entire team, and, and the reason being what we talked about before changes. In the four years that I've, I've worked at Aurora, we've had some amazing changes. And little by little, our, our team that we have now, we are all people that are all looking for the greater good for the entire division. And um, that's been a, a, a lot of hard work. And you know we've got 11 officers now. We've all got different personalities, different ways of doing any, everything. And, and it's, we all have the same goal. And everybody's got everybody else's back. And, and you know, you, a lot of times you hear about people that, you know, have a hard time with management or with coworkers or, and, and how that can impact their ability to do their job or to, or to love their job. So my shout is I'm, I'm grateful for everybody on the team and, and uh, so happy to work where I'm working right now.
0: That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out today to, to share some of your just you know, your experience and share out some, share some of your shout outs to your team. I think that's, that really resonates a lot with us and our, you know, you just your peers and our, our listeners. It, it is a different dynamic, especially, you know, working with, you know, different personalities, but at the same time, when you have the same goal in mind, uh, it makes everything easier. So shout out to our animal protection. I think that's awesome. And we appreciate you taking the time today to come onto the show.
1: Sure. And I'd
0: just
1: like to point out, you know, I, in, in the 25 years I've been working in this field, I can't believe every day that I get up, that I get paid to do this. You know what I mean? It's such, such a blessing to be able to enjoy what I do every day for work.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear because some people I'm yeah. sure, share, share a different sentiment there. Well, thanks again yeah. for joining us. And as always on the humane roundup, even though these are bonus episodes. We like to say keep it humane, Maine.